Well, good morning, everybody. Really glad that you guys are here to uh, worship with us uh, this morning. And we're continuing in our second week of a series called Sundays. And as you can imagine from the title, we're going to be talking about what we do as a church every Sunday and why it matters. And if you're like me, especially things that we do with a lot of repetition, uh, it's easy to just do things without thinking about it. And sometimes going to church and being here on a Sunday uh, is just like that. We tend to do the same things on Sundays as we come together. And it's easy to kind of go into the mode of repetition, go through the motions of things without remembering why we do what we do. And so this series is looking at not just the what, but the why. So what do we do as a church and why uh, do we do them? And so if you're new uh, to Church in the Valley, we hope that this will give you kind of a bigger idea of, of why we exist. And if you've been a longtime member of Church in the Valley, we hope that this gives you also some additional insight into the reasons behind why the church is supposed to do the things that that it does. And so we hope that this is helpful and insightful and also just kind of gives you a sense of what this means for you as you participate uh, in church life here at CIV. And so, uh, again, glad you guys are here. Uh, Last week, we kicked off the service talking about a passage which provides some direction and framework for what the church is supposed to do as they gather together. So as the church comes, the church is actually not a building. The church is the group of people that are followers of Christ. And they've been given commandments in the scriptures for how they're supposed to act and things that they're supposed to do. And a passage that speaks to this is Colossians three sixteen. And I want to show this on the screen and read it because it gives some insight. And it says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so this is a scripture in one verse that speaks to when you gather together as the church, when people that follow Christ come together, there are certain things that you're supposed to do. Last week, we talked about why do we sing on Sundays? And if you're new to church, singing in a group of people is something that you may not do that often. And so we talked about the importance of singing. It's not just something that we're supposed to do because we just came up with an idea like, hey, let's get together and sing songs. It's actually something commanded. And you see in the second half of this verse that we're supposed to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. And so there's this part of when we gather together as Christians, there's supposed to be this this gratitude that we have to God and this gratitude that we have to be able to be a part of a church together that we want to sing these songs back to God and singing ultimately reminds us that that everything we have in life is has been given to us from God. And so it's this idea of, of thankfulness. This week, we're going to talk about the importance of the scriptures on a Sunday morning. And that's the first part of verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Last week, I talked about this briefly, but when the word of God dwells in you richly. There's a sense of it should be like home to you. The scripture should be this this place and environment where it feels at home. You're at ease. This is kind of your central place of life. And that's what the scripture is supposed to be. It's supposed to dwell in us richly. And then we're commanded to teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. The teaching is we're supposed to look at the truth. And that's what the word of God is. It's the truth. And then we're supposed to admonish, which is we're supposed to take the truth and it should actually give challenge to each other as we look for opportunities to live life according to God's truth. But also admonishing is this idea of we're supposed to look out for each other for the potential pitfalls that we may encounter in our daily life. And that's what the scriptures 
are supposed to do. There's this teaching and admonishing that's supposed to happen as we gather together. And so on a Sunday morning, we have kind of times of our service, which we just finished the singing portion. And now you're entering into like the Sunday morning message person or portion where a guy like myself gets up and speaks and you listen. And some of you are wondering right now, like how long it takes and will it be quick and long? And if those of you know me, you're like, it's probably gonna be more long than it will be short. And you're patient and you bear with me in that. But it's much more than just this idea of just somebody gets up and speaks and you listen. So I want to talk about kind of the process of the word of God dwelling here on a Sunday morning at our church. And so what you find is as we gather around the word of God weekly, there's certain things that are supposed to happen. And the scriptures themselves describe what they do. And so I want to use some word pictures that the Bible uses to give us a sense of what the Bible is supposed to do for us. And what you find in the Bible is that it provides direction and clarity for all of life. That's why we need to read it. That's why we need to talk about it. That's why we need to hear about it is that the scriptures actually provide direction and clarity. And the reason this is, is the Bible itself describes what it can do. And the first like main description of the scriptures are is that it's a compass and a level for our life. And if you've ever been on a hike or if you've ever needed directions, knowing north and south, east and west is very important. But once you know north, you can kind of base the rest of your directions on that. And I just got some hiking sticks and they actually have compasses like on the, the, the top of the handles. Now, I'm not the type of hiker that's going to get in a situation where I'm like, well, good thing I've got my compass to get out of this canyon. I mean, pretty much I'm like, okay, just follow that road I just walked past. But for really like in-depth hikers that are in this crazy terrain, they, they have no sense of where they are and they need a compass to know how to get to north. And if they know how to get to north, they can kind of navigate the rest of their environment. And that's what the scriptures are. It's this thing that points north and it gives us direction so that we can actually live by it. So the reason we talk about it on Sundays is we want to be a group of people that are hearing regularly what the direction God wants to give us as a church collectively, as a group of people together here at Church in the Valley and the direction that he wants to give us individually as we walk with God as well. In the book of Proverbs, there's many statements about what happens when you live according to wisdom and wisdom in the scriptures is not just popular ideas or someone important's thoughts. It's actually living God's word out in daily life. You get wisdom when you take the word of God, and you, you think about how that applies to your life. That's how wisdom grows. And so in the book of Proverbs, it's this continuing instruction of how do you grow in wisdom? How do you gain insight? And I want to talk about a group of passages because it says what wisdom, living God's word out, what it actually does for us. And it speaks to the direction and the clarity that the Bible can provide. And this is what it says. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. This is wisdom speaking. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. So there's a sense of you need to pay attention to God's word. You need to, to listen to God's word. You need to make sure that it's keeping you on the right track. Don't veer from the right direction that you're on. Again, the compass, it's letting you know this is north. So you have to stay this course. That's where you're going to get to the place that you need to go. And that's what the scriptures say. You need direction in life. The scriptures will provide that. You need insight in life. 
the scriptures will provide that. That's why you need to pay attention to what the scriptures say. Then the second half speaks to a little bit more of the clarity that comes as we live the Bible out. And this is later in the Proverbs in verse 20. It says, my son or 25, sorry, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. And so the scriptures provide this this sense of direction. And the reason that's so is because God has given us in the Bible his view of what's right, his view of what's wrong. He describes the good life. He describes where blessing comes from. He describes how we make decisions. He describes how we're supposed to live in our relationships and at our work. And it's very specific. And this gives us direction. And that's how the Bible is like a compass. But it's also a level which kind of straightens out our line. And this is how the scriptures provide us a reference point. So not only is the Bible a compass, but it's a level. Now, have you ever tried to put a picture on the wall? And I'm like classic this is me. I, I get to a picture and I like, I don't want to take the time to measure and like put lines and do measuring tape and get a level. I just like the eyeball test. And that's like, that's me. I'm, I'm a little bit more spontaneous, but that's why I'm not an interior decorator. So I get to a wall and I think this needs a picture right here. And I just decide like, I'm just going to eyeball it. And so I'll put the nail in here. I'll put the nail in there. And then I look at the back and realize, oh, the hooks are on the other side. Pull those nails out. Then I'll put it in, and then I line it up. And then it looks straight. Have you ever done this? You know, you're, you're happy. You look straight. But have you ever stepped back and looked and thought, wow, that's the most crooked picture I've ever seen? Again, you probably don't want me hanging pictures at your house, but I've done this so many times. I've nailed it in. I've secured it. And it's not falling down. I'm like, this is great. The picture is up on the wall. I take a step back and it's like, Burp. And then that's what I just call abstract art. You know, you just, oh yeah, now I see it. But you need a level so you can actually straighten it out. Because what happens is when you look at things up close and when you're just kind of inside your own space there, you can't tell what straight is. It's not until you like take a step back that you see and you get the reference point. And that's what the word of God is. It gives us the reference point of what God's view of things are. Because so many times in our own world, based on our own experiences, in the midst of our relationships and our circumstances and our problems, we have so many things that are right up close to us that we're dealing with. And we're trying to make sense out of it, but we can't see. Our perspective is off because everything is inundating us at the same time. We get stressed, we get burdened, we get overwhelmed, and that doesn't help us level off our life. What happens with the scriptures are it allows you to take a step back, and the word of God allows you to see what's going on. It's this bigger picture. And what it's giving us is God's reference point. So what it's saying is you can line up your life with God's view of things, not line up God's word with my view of things. And that's very different. That's an approach that we sometimes take. We think I have all my experiences and I have all my opinions and I have all that I want to do. I just need to find a part of the Bible that aligns with that. And then it's great. What you find in the scriptures is you can't take the scriptures and look at to align with your own thoughts of things. You actually need it to give you the reference point. You need it to make you level. And then you take your opinions and you take your ideas and you say, does this align 
with the straight line that God's given me. And I need that for myself. And what happens on a Sunday is so many times as you're facing things in your week and you're inundated with all the things and I'm inundated with all the things that we have on our plate. It's so easy to just be nailing things in our own walls. Like, okay, I need to do this this way. I need to do this this way. And we start to hang these important things of our life. But without the word of God and without listening to it together, we can end up just being off a little bit. And if you're off a little bit, that straight line now, it takes you in a totally different direction. So the word of God, it straightens out your line of your life. It allows you to line up with how God views things. And so that's how it's a compass and a level. But the scriptures is, is, is also given to clarity more than just direction. So it gives us perspective, but it gives us like clarity of, of what's really going on. So the, the scriptures is also, it's like an M or MRI and like a mirror. And the scriptures describes itself as this. An MRI, if you've ever had one, I actually have never had one, but like I've always wanted an MRI because every problem I've ever had, I've only been able to get an X-ray. Okay? And an X-ray, it just seems like on the medical scale of things, an X-ray is like, eh, we'll start there. And it just gives you a little insight. Like, is it broken? I mean, that's pretty important. But for me, I'm like, I don't want just want what's broken. I want like what's going on inside. Like, how am I feeling? That's what an MRI does. Right? At least that's what I think. Again, I'm not an interior decorator and I'm not a medical doctor. We know that, right? But an MRI, it actually doesn't look, I mean, it looks beyond just the skeletal structure. It looks at like the tendons, the muscles, and it looks really within what's going on in your body. And so a lot of times what a x-ray can't reveal because it's maybe not a structural image related to your bones, and an MRI can reveal because it's actually looking at things beyond that. All the connective tissue, the soft tissue, all the things that are happening throughout the structure of your body. And that's actually what the scriptures does as well. Oftentimes, we have things that are going on in our life, and it's easy to think this thought. I'm the only one to ever experience this. You ever said that? Or I'm the only one that's faced this problem. Or no one understands me. No one understands what I'm going through. And then what happens is, as you learn to walk with God and you learn to rely on the scriptures, you begin to see that there's stuff that's said in the scriptures that speaks directly to what you're experiencing at the inner core of your heart. And sometimes the scriptures even put words to feelings and thoughts that you can't even kind of put into a sentence. That's what the scriptures do. It kind of cuts through. And like an MRI, it allows you to see what's going on in the inside of your heart, the inside of your brain. And the scriptures speak about this in Hebrews 4.12. Listen to this description. It says, for the word of God is living and active. Okay, it has this active role. It's not just this historical book. It's not just a reference book that you can look to. It's this living and active thing that God has given us. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow. And then check out the last part. And discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What we feel, what we experience, what we go through... God actually cares about. And we're very complex people. We need help. We need perspective. And what God's saying is, I have given you a living and active book that's not dead, that has no use to you. 
In fact, it cuts right through to what you're feeling. It cuts right through to what you're experiencing. And it actually can allow you to see what's going on within you. In our day and age, we all want clarity. We all want to see better. We all want more help. There's the rise in self-help. There's the rise in just getting more and more insight and growing in knowledge. And what the scripture is saying is the very thing that we want to understand, that's what the scriptures do. That's what, that's what it does. It gives us this, this insight into what's happening. And it's also a mirror. So it's a compass. It gives us direction. It's a level. It allows us to straighten to God's reference point. It's an MRI. It allows us to kind of see what's going on within us. It can put words to some of our experience. It provides help. But it's also a mirror, and it reflects what's going on with us. Check out this in, in James 1. It says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So now it's speaking to how is the word of God supposed to kind of be related to our life? And it's giving a distinction of two things that we can do. It's saying we can either just hear the word, listen to the Bible, or we can listen and do it. We can live it out. So it's saying, don't just be a hearer, be a doer, because you'll deceive yourselves if you just hear it. Then it goes on in 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and once, or sorry, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. Now, have you ever looked in the mirror and this is going to be a little personal, so bear with me. Have you ever looked in the mirror and all of a sudden you're like, I went out like that? Like my hair is completely, you guys don't, don't look like you've never done this. You're just like, I, but you, you know, look in the mirror and you're like, why didn't nobody tell me? You know, you have like the spinach. Doesn't spinach always like end up right there in my mouth? Maybe not yours, but food always ends up right here. Or, you know, maybe your, your hair is not done. And I, I've sometimes left for early morning meetings and I've gotten ready in the dark and I look later in the day and my socks don't even match. Like they're not even the same color. Right. I, I do have the same shoes on. That's that's a win. But but I've done that and I've gotten out and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, like. I'm, I'm all off. Like, why didn't anybody tell me? And the scripture saying is, is when you just listen to the word of God and, and you don't actually apply it to your life, you're like someone that sees something wrong in the mirror and just looks at it and be like, man, there's something wrong in the mirror. And does nothing about it. That's what it's like to just listen to the word. The word of God shows you something, but when you don't act on it, it's just like looking at something and not letting it change you, not letting it shift what you decide to do. And so it's saying that you look at yourself and you go away and, and you forget what you look like. It's like the Bible shows you something you should do and then you just forget about it. So it's giving a description of what we shouldn't do. And so on a Sunday, how this is practically applied, we shouldn't just come, listen to the word of God get encouraged or excited or challenged and have a feeling and just be like, that was great. And then just leave and do nothing about it. It's like looking in the mirror and just walking away and seeing something that we should change. But it goes on in verse 25 and it gives the other option. But the one who looks into the perfect law, this is the scriptures, the law of liberty gives freedom and perseveres. That means this idea of I'm actually going to take the time to really try to understand the Bible. And I'm going to take the time to really try to live it out. And I'm going to work at this. If you do that, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed 
in his doing. So James in this passage is giving this just really blunt kind of twofold approach to the word of God. If it is a Bible, I mean, if the Bible is a compass and it is an MRI and it's a level and it gives us this clarity and direction, then it actually should have a tremendous amount of influence in our life. And James is saying, if we believe the Bible does this, but actually don't let it change us, we just forget what we look like. We live like as ignorant people. But if you do what it says, you will be blessed. And so here's the distinction. You don't actually get the blessing from just listening to a message. You don't get the blessing from just hearing somebody talk to you about the scriptures. There's really no blessing there. The blessing, according to James, is in the doing. The blessing is in the application of God's truth and God's word to your life. That's where the blessing is. And so I want to shift gears and talk about how that impacts our approach to our Sunday mornings. And that leads to this next idea. So the main goal of Sunday teaching here at Church in the Valley is to help people learn how to apply the Bible to their daily life. That's the goal. Because if the blessing's not in the hearing but in the doing, then we really have a responsibility as the church to help you in your doing, to help you in your application. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Back to James 125. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is one of those verses where it actually has to be more than just true. It has to be real in that this is what you will decide you will base your life on. If this is true and real, this dictates what you're going to do with your time. And so Sunday morning is this launching point where we want to expose you to the word of God to give you insight so you can actually learn more about it in your own life. That's part of the persevere. See, a Sunday morning can't just teach you all about how to live the Bible to your life. It's just one little portion. Because you're facing a lot of things, a lot of situations, a lot of relationships. And on a Sunday morning, it can't speak to all that. And that's why we need the community. We need to actually be doing life together and taking the word of God and thinking through, how can we live this out as a group, as a community? Because that's where the blessing is. This is echoed in Romans 2:13, And it says this, for it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. Again, it echoes James 1.25. If you just hear the law, which is God's word, if you just hear it, you're, you're not actually righteous. You're not made right. You're, you're not complete. But if you live it out, you're justified. There's a sense of when you live it out, you're actually in line with God. Your reference point and his reference point are intersecting. And you've chosen his reference point and are pulling it and making sure your life is in line with him. That's what the scriptures help us to do. And so I want to just talk briefly, and this you may already know, but based on this, what can a Sunday message do and what can it do? So I don't know if you've ever come on a Sunday and just thought, I wonder what they're going to be speaking about today. I wonder how long it's going to be. 
I wonder if it's going to be helpful. That's okay if you think that, because I think that, and I'm the one speaking. It's natural. We're just trying to figure out, okay, what, what's this going to be about? But here's what a Sunday message can't do, okay? By listening to a sermon, your life will not magically change. You probably know that. You can't just snap your finger and say, man, if I can just hear a sermon on patience, I'm going to be patient. If I could just hear a sermon on blessing, I'm going to be blessed. It, it doesn't work like that. So you can't magically change by just listening to someone talk. A sermon won't fix your problems. You also know that. You can't listen to something and all of a sudden your decisions and all that you're facing just get worked out. Because we wouldn't have any problems. Because we've listened to a lot of things in our time. So there's no magic step to this. A sermon can't save you either by listening to a sermon, even like a really long one. It doesn't like give you points for which you can say, well, God, I listened to this sermon and I learned all this stuff. So I sinned right here. Can I kind of give my listening credit to pay for my bad choice? It, it doesn't work like that. It can't save us. It can't. It's not like penance for which we can be justified before God. That's what Romans is talking about. The reason this is, is because that's all based on just this idea of just hearing it. So it can't change you by just hearing it. That's why the word of God is true. We know that. Because I've listened to so many sermons about a certain topic and I've not changed. And I'm sure you've listened to so many messages about a certain topic and you look and you're like, have I changed in that area either? So by listening, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that we change. And that's because the Bible is meant to be lived out, not just learned about. That's a key idea that we have to kind of get in our mind. It's not just the learning of it. It's the living of it. Now, we learn to live it. But we can't just learn to learn it. We have to learn so we live it out. So I want to talk a little bit about what a Sunday message can do. A Sunday message can give you perspective. And that can actually challenge you to see things differently. And that's what the word of God does. As you hear the word of God, it allows you to see things a certain way. And if that certain way you're seeing it based on what the scriptures say, if that's really true, that can challenge how you see things differently. And so it, it helps you with your perspective. It can also encourage you. Uh, it can, can convict you. Uh, it may give you a value that, that you want to adopt. You get the sense of again and again as you're reading and hearing the scriptures there's this value that God keeps talking about, this idea of loving people, being patient with people. And all of a sudden, you get the sense over time, like, this is something that I really need to live by because this is what the Bible talks about. So it can give you, again, exposure to the values that, that are important. As a church, part of why we want to talk about it on a Sunday morning is it, it allows us to get on the same page because we want to talk about what's important to God. And as we do that as a group, it aligns us. It's not like where we just all decide, like, what should we do today or... What should we do as a church? We want the word of God to guide us, to teach us. And that helps us to move in the same direction. So it provides this unity that comes that's very important to the church life. And then more than that, another thing that it can do, it can create this place where as a group of people, we decide to live out the word of God. You can really see God move. Not only in our own life, but as we live it out, we can see lives change of the people that we're relating to. 
We can see people loved and served in a real way. Not because we're special, but because when the Word of God commands us to love, to be kind and to be compassionate. And when we put that into practice, it's actually changing the way that we relate to others. And that's very powerful. And that speaks to why he created the church community. He created the church community to be made of people that are living out the Word of God together. So when we're commanded to love, we want to be a church that we take that seriously. And we think through how to help people learn how to love people in their life. It also speaks to making decisions. So we want to be a church that helps people see what does the Word of God say about wise versus foolish decisions. And kind of spell that out so people can have a sense of that. In a time when it's so easy to get access to information, we really need the Scripture to help us sort what is right, what's wrong, what's true, what's false, what's good, what's bad. The scriptures allow us to do that. And in my own life, I was just thinking through, what, what has the word of God done for me? Well, it's helped define what's, what's wrong from right. It's helped define, like, when I've messed up, what am I supposed to do? It's helped define even my goals. Again, it's, it's very specific. And as you read it, you find that it really can change you. But again, Sunday morning, as we speak about the message, this is, again, the springboard for what the Word of God can do in your daily life. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have you ever come to church and heard a message, heard someone speak about the Scriptures, and you just get the sense that God is just, like, speaking right to you? You ever experienced that? I know I have. Someone has spoken, and I'm like, man, I needed to hear that. And in fact, I get the sense that God's saying, listen up, listen up. And then what I found in my life, sometimes I'll hear something and it really hits me and it's powerful. Something like I, I need to work on. And then I'll be talking to a friend and they'll share something they're learning from their time in God's word. And what they share is like echoes what I've been learning. And like God uses that to encourage me. And then I'll read something in my own quiet time, which is spending time in the Word of God by myself. And then that kind of echoes something that I heard on Sunday, which echoes something that I heard my friend talk about. And all of a sudden you just get the sense of like, that's the living and active Word at work in your life. And that's what God does. And I look out at you, and when I look at you, I'm not saying you need to hear this. A pastor doesn't do that. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us this clue. This is what you need to pay attention to. This is what you need to work on. This is what you need to to choose in this situation. That's how it's living and active. So it's this powerful tool for getting us on track. But God's not compartmental. He aligns it so what we hear on a Sunday and what we kind of hear from a friend and what we hear maybe in our own time reading the Word of God. And I encourage you to do that. God speaks to us and He guides us. And actually becomes the very thing that we can build our life on. It's foundational. So I want to close out by just giving some insight in how you can make the most of a Sunday message. Okay, we know it's not going to magically change us. We know it's not just going to fix all of our problems. But over time, if you decide that the Word of God is the compass for your life, it gives you direction. If you decide that it's going to set your straight line, it's going to give you the reference point of what's right and wrong, not culture or not your experience. If you decide that, 
over time, if you submit to the word of God and allow it to be the truth by which you live, it will change you. And we want the Sunday morning experience to be the springboard for how that can happen. And so here's how to make the most of, of this time. And so what I did was I decided to kind of use our senses. So when you're here sitting, what are ways that you can think through your senses in order to kind of get the most out of the message? And so think into your eyes, your ears, your mouth and things like that. So it starts with your eyes. Here's what I tend to do when I'm about to hear something. Somebody speak about the scriptures. I ask God to help me remain focused and free from distractions. This idea of just help me to focus my eyes, help just me to see. And we, you know, we live on a, you know, not live, we we do church at a a school. And right now there's like major constructions. You guys see that? It's like right behind this curtain. This curtain can be helpful. Because if this curtain was down, you guys would be like, whoa, that tractor, whoa, what's he doing? You know, it's just so easy. You see something and you get distracted. And so we need this in our life. We need just to be able to put up a curtain. God, I have a lot of things I'm concerned about. I have a lot of things I'm worried about. I have a lot of things I'm stressed about. God, help me to put a curtain up. I know you care about it, but help me to focus on what I need to hear. You guys ever seen Up, the movie? The dog and squirrel, right? It's a dog and it's like trained and it's supposed to like hunt and follow things. And as it's going along the path, it's just squirrel and just looks. That's what happens a lot of times when the word of God is around. It's It's so easy to be distracted. And we chase those squirrels. So with your eyes, just help God to to help you to see. With your hands, a practical way for you to learn and to gain more insight is is take notes on what you hear. I know for me, when I hear it and then when I write it and I can see it written, it actually helps it kind of last a little bit longer in my mind. We tend to forget about 95% of what we hear. That's really depressing if you're a teacher or a pastor. Because I don't know what the 5% you're going to remember of this, but it's not much. But when you write things and you write notes down, you actually have something that can help you jog your memory. And then you have something that you can look back on. And so take notes on what you hear. That's why we provide pens with your program. Uh, Ears. This is helpful for me. I hope this is helpful to you. Ask God before a sermon, before somebody speaks about the scriptures, Ask God for you to hear what he wants you to hear, not this is very important, not what someone else needs to hear. I don't know if you've ever listened to somebody speak about the word of God and all of a sudden you're like, man, they need to hear that. And they is somebody in your life that you really think they need this message. In fact, I have people come and say, I'm. I'm buying this and I'm giving it to somebody. And that could be helpful, but it also can be, well, what does God want to say to you? And so I just ask God for myself, like, ask God, God, help me to hear what you want me to hear, not what someone else needs to hear. And then mind, ask God to help me think clearly about one thing that I need to apply to my life. That's that persevere. It's very easy to hear the scriptures and we approach learning And we've been trained to do this. We approach learning as if we hear it, we have learned. We go to school and did you learn today? Yeah, I listened to my teacher. We go to a library and we read a book. But learning again, according to the scriptures, is not just in what you hear. It's actually in what you do. 
in the experience of applying the scriptures to your life. So part of persevering with the word of God is thinking through how to apply it. And so we need just in our minds, just ask God, God, help me. How can I apply this to my life this week? Today, tomorrow, at work, in my relationship. Help me to apply this. Help me to just see the one thing. And that's why we do next steps here at Church in the Valley. As we wrap up, again, it's kind of one of those things. Pull out your connection card and all you're like, yeah, pull out, pull out the connection card. Take your next step. Yeah, it's the next step part. Then we're going to have our offer. Yeah, it's the offer. You know, it's easy to get in the motions of this. I do that. But your next step's an opportunity. How can this change me? How can the Word of God make a difference in my life? Because it's living and it's active. And then the last sense is your mouth. And that's to share an insight with someone about maybe how God's challenged you and encouraged you. Do you know God uses you in the lives of other people as you share what God's teaching you? Because like I shared earlier, when you share what God's teaching you, that could be something that can just encourage somebody because they needed to hear that. Or they are experiencing the same thing you're experiencing, but they have no idea. And so God wants us on Sundays to be the kind of people that share something that, that we've learned with somebody else. Share an insight, something that's challenged us. As we do that, God used that to really encourage each other. And so again, on a Sunday morning, we want the exposure to be to the Word of God so you can see things differently. We want you to see values that you can begin to choose over time. We want it to make sense to you so you can actually see how it can be applied to your life. And over time, what we hope is that as you apply it, you'll really see that the Word of God makes a difference. I want to wrap up with just how this has happened to me just this morning. I was having my quiet time, which is, again, I was just taking time to to read the Scriptures. And I usually read the Scriptures, and I ask God to kind of show me some things out of His Word. And then I pray, and I pray about things that are going on in my life. I pray about things that I need to do, decisions and all sorts of things. But God just kind of brought the Scripture to my mind Today and, and he really used it to, to kind of convict me of something. And conviction is something that I've done wrong that I need to make right. And I was reading in Ephesians 4 too, And in the book, he's describing how we're supposed to live as Christians. And he's saying you need to live in a way worthy of the call that you've received. Like live in line with who you're supposed to be as a follower of Christ. And then it says, with all humility and gentleness... Gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. And God just used that. It was just in relationship with my kids yesterday where he just said, you know what? You, you were not patient and gentle with your kids yesterday. Remember I said it just kind of cuts through. And the word of God did that. It just showed me I, I wasn't patient and I wasn't gentle. And as I read that, this living and active process happened in my heart where I realized, you know what, God, that's right. I chose to put my interests above my kids' interests in this situation that we were facing. And I wanted things done my way. And if you know kids, like, your way doesn't always make sense to them. Now, they need to obey, but there's a lot of patience that's needed as you're parenting kids. There's a lot of gentleness as you try to explain why things are done a certain way. And I just kind of skipped over those things. But it was the word of God that showed me humility, gentleness, 
bearing with one another in love, with patience. And that's the process that happens. And again, it begins as we kind of get exposure to the word. We begin to read it in our own life. And as we gather on a Sunday, God uses that as we read scriptures together to kind of launch us out to be the people that he wants us to be. So I encourage you to engage, to ask God to show you these things. Speaking of next steps, like I said, each Sunday we have next steps that we want you to apply. This Sunday, if you look on the back of your connection card, which they're usually listed, what do you see? It's all blank. This is choose your next step Sunday. And when I say choose, I mean come up with one. Because I want you to just kind of go through the process of what might God be wanting to tell you based on what you've heard. Based on what you're experiencing, based on what you're going through, what might God want you to do today? And so the band is going to play a little instrumental just to give some time and space for you to think that through. And it's not a test. You're not going to have to leave and show your next step before we can let you out of here. But if you sense God's teaching you something or there's something he's kind of put on your mind or your heart, go ahead and write that on there. And then you can drop your completed connection card uh, in the offering as that comes by. Let's pray and then we're going to have some time to think this through. Let's pray together. God, we, we do thank you for your word. You could have just decided to create us and just leave us be and let us figure things out on our own. But you actually gave us your laws and your precepts and your commandments. And then you sent Jesus, who is the word who showed us the, the embodiment of your truth. And so again and again throughout history and even today, you've given us a framework and a guide found in your scriptures that really give us truth that we can live by. God, show us just our heart and the innermost parts of us and show us just the things that you want to change through your word and, and just give us the just the, the willingness to allow your scriptures to speak to us. So God, give us ears to hear and minds to think mouths to share, eyes to see. God, I ask that your word will really speak to us in a way that that will help us as individuals, but also that will really guide us as a church. So we thank you for your word and the gift that it is. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.